Welcome everyone to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, episode 132, and today my special guest is none other than the Green Ranger himself, Mr. Jason David Frank, and he's here to talk about his time on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, his martial arts background, his reality show My Morphin Life, and his upcoming appearance at Pensacon, which is February 17th through the 19th here in Pensacola, Florida at the Bay Center. If you want to get tickets, just go to Pensacon.com. But first, let me tell you guys about our sponsor, Audible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's a ton of books to choose from. They have series like Star Wars, Divergent, Percy Jackson, Aragon, Mass Effect, Halo... I personally just recently downloaded the Audible app, and I've been listening to the last Chris Jericho book, Best in the World at What I Have No Idea. Great service. I intend to keep using it. Uh, It's such a much more convenient way to, quote-unquote, read books. So if you want to do that, just go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave to get your free audiobook and 30-day free trial. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Mr. Jason David Frank. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to Derek Diamond Experience. Sitting here with my very special guest, you may know him as Tommy Oliver from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, Mr. Jason David Frank. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? Doing good, doing good. It was a uh, little little later than than usual when I do interviews, but it's, it's kind of a cool experience. And, you know, I, I first of all, I'd like to say thank you for, for taking the time to do this. Oh, of course, man. And likewise, thank you for taking the time and you know, doing this because without people doing interviews or podcasts, things like that, I, I wouldn't be able to reach as many fans around the world. So uh, you get uh, much uh, much credit and kudos for doing the same thing. So I appreciate it. Oh, it's no problem at all. Now, I wanted to start off uh, by asking you a little bit about yourself personally. Like, where where did you where did you grow up, and like, what were some of your interests? Like, I know you've been into to martial arts for a long time. Is that something that you got into as a kid? Yes. Yep. Um. Well, I grew up in a in a town called West Covina in California, and um, man, I, I tell you, I, I always loved, I would say, being an actor or, you know, I would say acting up. Um, I was down, Night Rider used to be one of my favorite shows, and there was a flower shop that uh, down the street from me, and I, I saw them filming an episode of, uh, you know, Night Rider, and I saw the cameras, and I saw everything. I was really young at that time. And I was like, man, this is something I would love to do. I don't know what, but I was always attracted to the camera, not for fame, but just I just loved it, you know. I'm sitting here with my niece now, and we're just going through videos and editing and all that stuff, and we like the same stuff, you know. Um, and uh, it's great. So I, I started, you know, looking at, uh, you know, looking at the filming and thinking, man, this would be something I could really get into, which would be cool. Um, and then all of a sudden, I uh, started. Uh, doing doing martial arts and you know I loved it. It was one of my interests that I loved to do. I started at the age of four, and um, it just grew from there. Uh, you know, and who knew? 
I was a superhero by the time I was 18. You know? <laughs> so acting has always been something I was involved in. Uh, it was just, you know, doing the, doing, if it was modeling or doing whatever else, it was, it was just great to do. And uh, I just loved it. I don't know. I, it's hard to explain, you know, why you do what you love to do, but uh, it definitely was uh, definitely was a great experience. So, and, and that's kind of an interesting take on, you know, your you love the camera and being in front of it, but it's not really the fame. It's just kind of it's a passion of yours. Yeah, it's a passion. You know, I, I think it's like making art. You know, you want to make you know uh, you want to make a movie. You want to. You, you're you're cutting and editing together something that you want people to see, and it just I don't know. I, the first day on set when I showed up on Power Rangers, of course it was it was a big production. You know, I mean for me I was doing little things and showed up and saw the lights and man I was just thinking to be someone else. Um, even though Tommy was much like me, but to live your life scripted, you know, I'd have to. My mind goes a thousand miles a minute, man. I, I sometimes deal with ADD and I got a thousand thousand different ideas in my head so to focus on a script and here's what we're shooting tomorrow and then we have adr it just kept me very busy and very focused away from you know the drink and the drugs the typical hey i'm gonna go out and party i got a job i was just more you know into the into my job and if i if i had social media at that time i would be killing it in social media because i got involved in social media about seven eight years ago with facebook and I've been so active and I reach out 20 million fans a week just through social media, but I invest time. Like right now, I was just doing shout outs for, you know, free shout outs on my apartment fan page and answering fans. And I'm really about the fans and they love Power Rangers. And it was just something so great to, man, to be a superhero, to actually have this job. And it wasn't about the money or getting paid or anything like that. It was more just, you know, doing what I love to do. And that's what I love to do. I love that. I love karate too. And so put those two together was just like an amazing <laughs> dream job for me. Absolutely. And I, I will say out of all the, I guess you'd call celebrities that I follow on social media, you're easily one of the most active, you know, you're posting, you, even if it's funny stuff several times yeah, a day. And I, and I think that's, you know, I think that's really, really cool. Cause it, it kind of makes, um, it makes you feel more personable. Right. And it's true because, you know, I don't have admins. I do it all myself. You know, my life at the con world is like I dedicate my weekends to the fans. So I go out, I do the show right when I'm done with the show. I mean, you can even ask my assistant, Francis. She knows my routine. I'm done with the show. I might eat something a little bit and I go back and then I just edit. I post the fans, you know, the fans on the page like promised. And, you know, I edit little videos. I love editing and it's just something that it's in the industry. And, um, I just love it, and it's just part of my job, I think, on the weekends. And I, I do this for fun. And I have corporations. You know, I'm set in, in my financial ways. Comic-Con started as a hobby just to go out there and reach these fans and hear all these stories of everyone. Like, oh, man, you were amazing to me. You, you know, you changed my life. I came from, you know, a family that was, like, abused and all these different wonderful stories. And then I started thinking, I'm going to go out there. Everyone else goes out there and counts their money. I don't get paid for appearances. If you want to buy stuff, you can. But I want to go out there and I want to count the blessings, man. The more I give, the stronger my fan base is and the more blessings I have. I'm like out of 119-something Rangers, I'm on the top like Shatner is on Star Trek. You know what I mean? 
and but I do invest a lot, and I try to think about investing in my fans' emotional bank account. Um, forget the money, emotional bank account, because I think if if I need a favor, they're more keen to giving me that favor because I deposited in their emotional bank account. All the actors, and I try to look and I think, man, a lot of actors don't look at, hey, the fans made me. Without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I feel if I can invest in their emotional bank account and when I need to withdraw a favor, like, hey, the new show Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, I'm bloodshot, watch it. Oh, yeah, for sure, JDF. Like you said, it's personable. And that's what I try to do. My mom loved my fans as well. I mean, she passed away uh, last year or, yeah, God, a couple months ago. But she loved the fans. She understood the stories. And um, that's like my family, even Erica. She's the same way. You know, it's just something that's in our blood that – we just love making people happy. And, um, you know, I, I give to people that don't have, you know, and it's, it's, it's what God has put me here on the planet for. And with, with God behind me, there's no stopping me. And I'm, I'm on my way up. And when I'm on my way up, I'm going to continue who I am. And I'm going to bring the people in the valley up with me. There's no such thing as I'm a stuck up actor and I'm too good to do this and too good to do that. I'm, I don't even consider myself a celebrity. You know, I put my pants on, I put my Power Ranger suit on one leg at a time. Although on the show, it looks like we morph and the costumes are on. But, <laughs> you know, it's and, and it's much, much harder to stay grounded than it is to rise to the top. You know, it's like that boiling water. It's like that bubble just trying to stay down. It's super hard, and it's hard to stay grounded. I have everybody doing stuff for me, and I don't want no one else to, I don't want to have to feel like I'm special than anyone else. Everything I do, including being an, an instructor at iFly, I, I took the course like everyone else. I didn't get sleep for three weeks. I mean, anything I do, I feel like it needs to be the way that the public does it. No shortcuts, no actor shortcuts. I don't like that stuff. You know, and here I am tonight, and here you are tonight. Thanks for taking the time. I was more worried about you know, your things going on because the interview couldn't happen, you know, and, and stuff like that. So here we are, 10 o'clock at night. I'm obviously passionate about what I'm doing, and you're passionate about what you do because there's not a lot of actors, a lot of interviews that's going to take an interview at 10 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? That's true. And uh, it shows me it shows me that you're just as passionate, and that's why, hey, we're here, and, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some good stuff, so I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. And I kind of going back to to your character on the Power Rangers and yours is I think easily the most popular out of any of the other Power Rangers and I think it's because your character started as being evil because everyone you know whether they admit it you know in public or not everybody has that little bit of a dark side and then yeah, seeing dude, kind of we the all have our dark side yes. <laughs> you hit it right on the nail we all have a dark side and then seeing the the redemption story it was you yeah. know it was one of the more uh fascinating stories uh on that entire show so um yeah. how, how was your time on the show and you know like you said you go to cons and people talk about you know how much they loved you and how much they loved the show uh, how was your time on the show and like how do you react when people tell you that and well the time on the show was great um, you know, a lot of hours, you know, 14 to 16 hours a day, you know, six days a week and then doing voiceovers and stuff like that. But I had an amazing time. Uh, and one other thing through my martial arts training, martial arts is beautiful to watch, even no matter who, if you do it right, 
you're going to watch it. It's mainstream. No matter who who it is, they're going to they're going to watch it. So I had the, I owned two schools before, and I was a I was a pretty much hero in my own karate schools at Sensei Jason. So, you know, people that would, you know, uh, I was their teacher at the time. So I had this this love of martial arts, and I really think that I was thinking, oh man, if I can just reach millions of kids around the world through the television, through my martial arts training. They knew I, were, I was real. They knew I was legit. And uh, it was just, it was fun to see that transformation of me now reaching millions of kids, top top show in the world, kid show in the world, reaching millions of kids. So, you know, of course, being evil was great. And then, you know, the redemption <laughs> side of becoming good and, you know, showing kids, hey, man, no matter what you do, you can always become a better person and join the good side. And, um, and then another thing, I had the girlfriend, you know, every boy around the world, you know, wanted to, to have Kimberly as her first crush. Every girl around the world, I was there. I was her first crush. So what we did is we kind of, like I say, scarred the hearts of the little kids, you know, uh, <laughs> and now that they're all growing up, man, they're like, Oh, you were my first crush, even with husbands there. And you know, it's all that stuff. So it's, it brings you back to being a child again. And just hearing the fans now embrace who I am as JDS and the man behind the mask, it's, it's uh, overwhelming, but it's exciting. And it's like, that's why I say, the, I keep going back to saying this is my purpose. God put me here as a purpose to do interviews and to be there for thousands of people. And when I have a thousand people in my line, I'm more stressed because the thousand per the last person in line, I want them to feel like the first person in line. And, my tables aren't all about money. If you don't have money come, you're going to experience great stuff. And, you know, I'm a giving person. I just want to shake hands. I want to meet people. I want to take pictures, post them on social media, but I want to hear their stories. And I shake so many hands around the world, you know, weekend after weekend. And what I think about is, you know, sometimes you shake hands with someone and, and you feel that you're a bother or, you know, you just don't have that love and that handshake. And that's one thing that I focused on is I was thinking, okay, how can I show love to my handshakes no matter what? And I did a con when my mom was dying at the con and I had to really pull it up together and be like, okay, I, I got to still show love. and I, I don't want to show frustration or depression, even though my fans would understand it. So then I went back to my pastor and he shook my hand and I was like, that's it. That's the key. Man, when you shake a pastor's hand, you're never in a rush. You feel content. They're really looking at you in the eyes. And I said, man, if I can just be out here and count the blessings and shake hands like my pastor shakes hands to all these people in the church, it's a win-win for everyone. It keeps me happy. It keeps them happy. So that's it. You know, I, I thought that finding that true formula of really how to take care of people, I, I never wanted anyone to walk away and say, oh, he's not who I thought he was. Ah, man, I wish I never met that guy. I have a really good reputation in this industry, and I know no fan walks away from my table disappointed, and I guarantee that 100%. Before we continue this fantastic conversation with Mr. Jason David Frank, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their services. And they have a ton of books to choose from, over 180,000. They have Lord of the Rings, Divergent, Mass Effect, Halo, Star Wars, wrestling books. I'm listening to The Last Chris Jericho Autobiography, Best in the World at What I Have No Idea. It's a great service, such a convenient way uh, to quote-unquote read books if you're on the go like I am all the time. 
So again, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download today. It's kind of a, a saying that I remember hearing when I first started going to cons, you never want to meet your heroes because you yeah. never they never turn out the, the way that you expect them to or you hope they do. Yeah. But the, the fact that you, you treat your fans so well, and, and I think, does that have a lot to do with, you know, because you've done return appearances, you know, like on the Forever Red Power Rangers special, even the, like the super powered beatdown videos. Is that part of the yep. reason why you keep reprising that role? Oh yeah, man. Uh, you know, with the movies coming out now and Aaron is, uh, you know, great at what he does with the, you know, 14 million views on the white Ranger beatdown, 9 million on the white, on the green Ranger beatdown. Now he's in charge of a huge series, uh, uh, produced by Valiant Universe, and Valiant is a comic. Um, Valiant is, you know, at one point sold more than Marvel. My character of Bloodshot was created in 1992, one year before Power Rangers. I was hired, so he goes way back. And uh, you know, so now he's in charge of this big production, and now I'm Bloodshot on it. It's an amazing cast. He's very talented with his cameras, and he, but more than anything else, everybody that's working on that set has one thing in common passion it ain't the money it's not what do i when am i going to get paid it's passion guys let's make an awesome series and we're all on the same page and we got a, a heck of a cast um you know johnny who plays johnny mundo and lucha underground he just shot yesterday um and with another character she plays Livewire. i mean we're talking comic book people that stepped right off the page of a comic book and again i would only be involved with aaron if he was passionate and he is, and I've done these projects. I've worked my butt off year round, years and years and years. And I was the guy that said, give me every interview. I'll take them all. I don't care what time of night, I'll take them all. Because without you guys, my fan base want to be where it's at as well. And, and uh, so it's just amazing to be part of that. But yeah, I keep reprising the role, you know. And, uh, you know, of course, Saban always loves talking to me, getting ideas. We have some great ideas coming up. Of course, all of them are top secret, but... Well, you haven't you haven't seen the last of Tommy Oliver, you know what I mean? So we got a lot of good ideas. They know my fan base. Unfortunately, sometimes companies only look at you as a number, but I look at this as an opportunity to reach more fans and to put smiles on these guys, kids and adults' faces. When they see me, and I'm still spandex ready, but when they see me, they look and they smile and it brings them back to their childhood. And that's what Comic-Cons are all about as well. You know, you want to bring them back to their childhood you want to have fun, and I know Kat is a heck of a producer. The Pensacola Comic Con is going to be phenomenal. I've already had a ton of fans just so excited because I've never been there before. And uh, that's what I look forward to is really reaching out to those guys out there uh, to Pensacola and, you know, uh, talking to Kat and letting Kat know hey, I'm different than most actors, you know, um, doing interviews and really promoting myself at the same time you know, um, promoting the show and stuff. And I just think it's an important thing, especially things that we do here uh, for other people to listen and, you know, and tune in and stuff like that. No, absolutely. And mentioning Pensacon, you know, it, it's coming up uh, in mid-February. It's, I think, the 17th through the 19th. And you said you've never been to Pensacola before? No, nope, never been to Pensacola. Nope. So the Pensacon's going to be great. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. You know, so... That's one show I really can't wait to go to. Of course, I haven't been on a show. Uh, you know, the first show was back was January. So this is really my big uh, first big show back of the year. I've been doing these for about five years. 
People ask me why. I love them. It's a hobby, and I'm developing and in, in developing millions of fans around the world based off of this. And one thing that I don't know if I told you, but I really set my standards high. And the reason why I set my standards high is because every show I go to, I want to reach those standards. And the Rhode Island Comic Con, my, my, my standards are set high, even though I was losing my mom. And I just have to set them high because in this life, miserable things can take you down. Next thing you knew, you do, you hear great things about Jason and now you go to a show where he's in a bad mood. So I set my standards high. I want to make sure when you come to the table and you meet your hero, I'm refreshed. I'm energized. You know, I'm going to give you a little pep talk and a great handshake and a picture on the way out. And I'm going to tell you to tag me on Instagram and tell you these famous words that the relationship doesn't end here. It's just the beginning. Relationship starts on social media, Facebook. So it's not like they're never going to see the end of me. But I tell you what, my loyal, dedicated fans, they will come to almost every single con. You know, I have a guy, Richard Tiger. He comes to every single con. And he just came to another one. He said, I'll see you at Pensacola. I said, all right, buddy. You know, and these are guys that just love it, you know. And that's just what I love is people that love coming to Comic Cons. Absolutely. I, I can say the feeling is mutual. I know a lot of people who are really excited to meet you. So uh, the, the feeling is mutual and, you know, it, it can't get here soon enough. Yeah, I know for sure. I can't wait for that. It's it's gonna it's gonna it's getting there. So I have a uh, WWE event I'm going to on the end of January, and then I got a UFC event that I'm attending on February fourth, and that's it. The Pensacola is next, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, cool, cool. I'm I'm a I'm a big WWE fan, so that that's that's pretty awesome. Cool. And you mentioned yeah, we got uh, some. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say we we have some announcements on the end of uh on the end of the month here at the San Antonio show that they're doing. Um, so I'll be working out a few little deals that you'll find out on Facebook Live so my fans can stay tuned to Facebook Live to see what kind of things I got going on here. So a little top secret stuff. <laughs> Everything's top secret in Hollywood. But just to keep things, you know, exciting and stuff like that, I kind of hooked up and teamed up with a few people to make some good stuff. So we look forward to that trip. Oh, absolutely. Um, a couple more things I wanted to ask you about real quick. Um you do a show that I've become a fan of, and it's called My Morphin Life. How did you come up with the idea for that? And I, the thing I wanted to ask you the most about, you uh, you set a world record for breaking the most one-inch boards doing a free fall. How was the prep for that? Well, it's funny because, like I said, I took my niece here to uh, San Antonio, and actually inside the San Antonio Guinness World Record, they have my Green Ranger helmet, the broken boards. My Guinness World Record is set up in there, a really nice display. Um, the idea behind that was I want to do karate. I want to jump out of an airplane. I want to keep it dangerous. I want to do something fun. I want to be in the, in the Guinness World Record book. Uh, you know, and, and, and records are made to be broken. That's just the way it is. You know, start start something, let people start breaking records, then go back and hammer out another record. Um, you know, so it's it's exciting and I started My Morphin Life with that episode, and I'm so glad you love My Morphin Life. We're working on season two and season three. We're with a company called Con TV, but we're actually negotiating to get the rights back for two and three and actually putting them on Bat in the Sun YouTube channel because we can get millions and millions of views. There's just so many episodes we shot, like 40 episodes, and it's just a really, it's just a part of my life. I do crazy, wild stuff. Uh, nothing special. Things happen, and you know, I was able to get my mom and dad in the Hawaii episode, which was great. So I can always watch that and have memories of my mom. 
it's just kind of like, you know, my daily life and promoting it. I thought my morphine life was great. I got that uh, approved from Saban, changed the uh, lightning bolt up a bit. So there's no issues with legal. And uh, it was something that I developed free for the fans. And then it turned into someone wanting to buy it as a network. And I was like, eh, I'm really not into selling it. But, you know, we did. And we're getting it back for YouTube. And season four is going into it as well with my morphine blogs. We're kind of like doing the my morphine blogs as well. So uh, it's just a little bit about me, which is great. And, you know, I have comic book artists calling me all the time and big companies wanting to write a a JDF book, JDF comic book, because the adventures of JDF, which is cool. And I have the fan base to carry that too. And I'm just looking forward to, you know, doing movies and acting and doing everything that I love to do. That's the reason why I started. And it's the cool thing about it is that, you know, it's very kind of informal in a way. And you really feel like you're just kind of following you around, watching you do these cool things. Yeah. And I, and I love shows like that. So, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, thank you. We try to keep them like eight to ten minutes for the retention span. You know, yeah. Everybody wanted longer shows, and we can, but you have to understand. I'm so busy with all this stuff, and I'm able able to shoot a reality show in between. And then I got, you know, karate corporations I'm maintaining, and then I got other other clothing companies I'm maintaining. So it becomes a little bit hard. And then remember, I'm still a, you know, a father and a wife that I have to try to balance it out. And then I got to try to balance it out with the guy upstairs. You know, to to continue that, so I'm continue being blessed, and you know, so there's a lot of things of balancing out. I have not found the proper formula to balance things out, but I'm working on it. And uh, you know, it's just I, I don't know what else to say. That I guess, you know, I love it. I'm passionate. I'm addicted to to uh, you know filming, and, and I'm addicted to my fans. I'm addicted to social media. <laughs> You know, it's a lot of things, but they're all healthy addictions, you know. Um, so it's like something that I love to do. Like when I have a bad day, I go on social media. This social media is not my job. It's more of an outlet for me to read stories, to pump me up, to make me feel good, you know, because I get down too. And when I get down, I go on my social media and something always makes me smile, man. And uh, it's just great to have followers. I can go live or I can do a Facebook live and I'll reach, you know, a million people through that. And so maybe that one person heard me talk about, you know, being blessed or, you know, putting your worries, lifting up your worries to God, whatever the situation is, you know, and and one thing I do like to make clear is I don't talk too much religion or relationships with God. That's something they have to do. I just felt tonight for whatever reason, I need to mention it because I truly feel blessed tonight. And, um, you know, Things happen for reasons, and, you know, so I'm excited for it. Um, last thing I have to ask you, and what are your thoughts, because now the, the movie's really starting to get some more traction. Yep. How do you feel about the upcoming Power Rangers reboot? Well, I'm very proud of them. I have a very close relationship with Saban. I mean, I'm the brand ambassador for them, so, you know, I hear things, uh, you know, just as fast as uh, I would if I worked for those guys, but uh, everything's on the download. The scripts are very quiet. Um, I did see the footage. I'm very excited about it. I do know that they have some great things in store as far as surprises for the fans. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to keep all those surprises you know, secret, but uh, I think the fans are really going to enjoy it. I think, uh, you know, of course, they spent, it doesn't matter how much you spent, but they spent about $160 million on the movie. They got some good actors. I thought all the kids did a really good job. 
and uh, I'm just proud to be a part of this, building this whole franchise up, you know what I mean? And it's, it feels good to see a movie so many years later. Of course, I wish I would do the movie, but I'm too old for that. But, uh, you know, we did the Power Ranger movie, and that set a whole new record, and then we did the Turbo movie. So, you know, it's, it's good, man. I'm really looking forward to it. March 24th, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a lot of surprises in store for people. I think you guys look and be like, whoa, wow, we didn't know this, we didn't know that. So, you know, we're all just going to have to wait and see. And I'm very excited to see all the surprises as well. No, I totally agree. You know, as, as someone who grew up watching the show and you know, seeing the trailer that just came out, it, 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 I know it's different, but it made me feel like a kid again when I watched it. Because, you know, it's, it's the Power Rangers. So, you know, for, for sure. Uh, last question, uh, can you tell everyone your uh, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and all that, so our listeners can follow you? Awesome. Well, first of all, I, it's the, the pages are amazing. You might get flooded with a little bit of pictures and stuff and funny videos. I do the best I can. Good Power Ranger stuff, uh, new stuff from my Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe as Bloodshot, all the updates, all my shows, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube is all the same, uh, and Periscope, it's all the same, J-D-F-F-F-N, and that stands for Jason David Frank, Fearless Frank Nation. Fearless Frank was a fight name, and, you know, put nation there, because we're going to have a nation of fans, and, uh, you know, so it's J-D-F-F-F-N, across the board, Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, YouTube, um, Periscope, Okay, and uh, what we do on the biggest one, the only one I have is on Facebook, Jason David Frank official fan page. And on all my social media, we're constantly giving things away. Good props, uh, good toys, con- uh, tons of shout outs. So just a good it's a good page to go and actually win something. You know, most pages you go and, and you read, but this is a page that gives to my fans. And I, I mean, I've spent numerous times busting out a hundred, you know, shout out videos to them and fans love that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing numerous contests and just basically to keep you updated. And I just want to keep you, let you know that there's no admins. I do it all myself because if you tell me a story about say losing your grandma and I'll see you at the next con. And when you're there, I want to know, yes, I do remember. I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother. You know, I don't let nobody touch my pages. This, these are mine. And uh, these are my fans and I want to take care of it. So you're not, no admins. And there's a lot of celebrities that don't even look at their page. A lot of celebrities that even use admins. I think it's absolutely silly. They're your fans. You invest the time into them. That's just how I feel. Well, Jason, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview. It was fantastic, and I can't wait to meet you at Pensacon. Okay, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. My thanks again to Jason David Frank for taking the time to do that wonderful conversation. I can't wait to meet him at Pensacon, which is February 17th through the 19th at the Pensacola Bay Center. If you want to get tickets, just visit Pensacon.com. Next week, we'll be returning to the roundtable. We'll be talking the quote-unquote Arrowverse, meaning the DCCW shows like Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. Always fun doing the roundtables, and I've become such a huge fan of those shows over the last couple of years, so you'll definitely want to come back and check out that awesome roundtable. But until then, you can check out past episodes of this show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. 
You can also follow me on social media. I'm now on Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. Instagram's been a lot of fun posting previews. Uh, every Monday, I post a 60 second preview of the upcoming episode for the week. Also, pictures, uh, just things that I randomly feel like posting. So, Instagram's a lot of fun. It's been great to delve into that aspect of social media. I'm on Twitter. My personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond, and the show page is at D Diamond Podcast. And just search for the Derek Diamond Experience on Facebook. And I believe that's it. That's all I've got. So enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Tuesday. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are very important to this podcast. They're a local indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is D-Rock from their upcoming album, Thunder Snow, which will be out very, very soon. But you can check out some of their past music on Bandcamp. Just go over to bandcamp.com and search for the Unicorn Wranglers. And you can find Murder Mystery Night, 95 Flannel, and their EP Atomics for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also follow them on social media. They're on Twitter and Instagram at Wranglers. Search for the Unicorn Wranglers on Facebook. And finally, be sure to check out their website, unicornwranglers.com.